Hey, book lovers, welcome back for another Adapted here on Book Circle Online. Today we're talking Audrey Niffenegger's The Time Travel's Wife. Stay tuned. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. That's right, book lovers. We have Marissa Serafina here. And I'm Phil Svitek. Good, as always, to be here. And we're talking the book. We're talking the movie. A couple of administrative things out of the way. Uh, We will be discussing both works in depth. Therefore, uh, this is kind of your spoiler warning before we get into all of that. Secondly, of course, welcome to the show. If this is your very first time, hopefully you enjoy it enough to come back. If you're returning, well, welcome back. Uh, We do try to get as in-depth as we can with both the books and the movies. Uh, In this case, it's one book, it's one movie. Sometimes we've done books that have been turned into various versions and so forth. Uh, We, in fact, have quite a library already for the few months that we've been doing this. Pun intended, people! Yes, and you know, we started May 2017. It is now May 2018. So we have been officially a year. Look at that. We are, we've stayed on the air. Uh, also, if you guys want to follow along, we do have a PDF in the description box that you guys can click, and it has all of our research and notes. So definitely check that out. And towards the end of the show, we will also reveal to you what our next book will be that we will cover. And of course, uh, here's a quick little hint it is a book that has been turned into a movie. Imagine that. <laughs> what? So let's talk about the book primarily first, and then we'll dive into the movie and how they correlate. Um, Marissa, what did you think of the book? I was really excited to to read this because I had not read the book or seen the movie, and so uh, I was excited just to read a n- brand new story, um, fresh eyes and fresh thoughts about it. Um, I, I think it was very well documented of of showing the the different Henrys, the different personalities, uh, like his different life styles at, at certain points in his life, and just the slow progression of Claire's character throughout because i feel she she was the most consistent and had a steady progress where the henry's kept going back and forth from his age and his timeline and i think it was interesting to see like two different timelines generally at the same time so it was fun to read in a non-linear sense um seeing the progression of the relationship and the friends and the family that were involved throughout and how they adapted it into the movie i thought was actually very well too which we'll get more into um i was excited there were times where i felt like scenes dragged there was a lot of superfluous dialogue um there was a moment i remember consciously thinking i was like i bet this is not in the film whatsoever Mm -hmm. and sure enough it ended up not being so there was a lot of scenes that just had like a lot of dialogue um not that it was not to say not necessary but um I mean, it added to the story, but also it didn't really detract from the story either. Um, But interesting story and concept throughout. Yeah, I I thought as far as the concept, as the name implies, the time traveler's wife. Um, It's a love story with time travel elements. And, you know, people have pulled off time travel in various different ways. it's, It's a whole genre of itself. And... I thought the 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 way in which Audrey actually went about and did it worked quite well. Uh, the The mechanism of it, 
which she keeps you engaged with the story and the moment she chooses. I thought very simple as far as the technique and just saying, here's the date, here's how old they are, and whether that's their actual age or their time shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the way it's introduced kind of right off the bat, you set up the world and there's no sort of mystery of like, ooh, he's time traveling and this and that and what's happening? What are the rules? This isn't really back to the future where a big setup is needed. Mm-hmm. Just from from the first few pages, you get it and you're in. Uh, and it uh, a lot of it correlates as far as the feelings and the emotions and the time scale to Audrey herself. Uh, as, as far as her inspiration, it was directly written because at the time she didn't have uh, a love in her life. So she felt like she wanted to get something across. Um, she was born in 1963. So that time stamp of like their ages and so forth feels very relevant to her and she could draw a lot from it and kudos for her as far as being able to to uh write first person for both henry and claire yeah and back going back and forth between the two yeah and she did a great job at setting up uh, both of their personalities you immediately understood what henry was like when he was a kid when he was a young adult to his adult life and even claire and her uh, innocence as a young kid and progress progression to being an adult um, and and I like that because I, I really liked Claire's character because I felt she uh, Audrey did a great job of like conveying emotions of these characters of what they should be feeling when and where and and especially jumping from so many different times to different situations I think she got the emotions in each situation um, correct and overall, you know, to your point there, there were a couple scenes where I, A, I knew they wouldn't be in the movie. B, uh, overall, there was like just a few, not not too many that I felt were slightly unnecessary. But overall, even the ones that at first you don't feel like are necessary, when told from a different perspective, it ties in things a lot stronger. And you start to understand how the things weave together because they are told from two different perspectives and so while something might not seem too important to let's say claire that might be completely important to henry and then eventually there there comes a third point where claire now understands why it was important the first time around so it's i I love that ever-shifting perspective and i like how she plays with the the idea of hindsight you know um knowing something that happened in the past and how it can affect your future and um just like even those situations alone um it it kind of kept henry at bay at some situations where you know he wanted to change the outcome of what happened in his life but you know he he couldn't and um and i like that because we've seen in a lot of different storylines with time traveling like if you could go back and change your past and what can you fix um how does it affect the the present and the future and i like how she still went along those themes but um Ultimately, things still happen the way that they did. Yeah, and that that kind of what I loved about this time travel version, as you describe it, is that it becomes a chicken and the egg effect rather than how do we alter time. Mm-hmm. And very much that's something that's fun to play with because, okay, you know, just even the disease being named what it is, is it because Henry knew that's what it eventually was called and he told it to Kendrick, or was Kendrick always going to think of that? You don't know, which leads to a far like 
there's a lot of themes in the book, but one of the let's start to unravel it. Free will, because there's one. As much as we're jumping around in time, time you could say is cyclical or whatever. But nonetheless, it is straight. Or you know whether cur- I, I don't know. Basically, there's one of them. Is there, what I'm saying. There's a, a certain through timeline that goes straight, but then there, are, you, you, I guess you can say tangential points in a way um, that can have different outcomes, and I, and, and I liked that because it. It, in a sci-fi element, I think she she touched upon it just well enough for us to understand the concept where it wasn't too confusing and we understood what she was going for. Um, I admittedly, I had a there were some moments that I was like getting lost. I was like, okay, which Henry are we talking to? You know, mm-hmm. which Henry am I paying attention to? The the one who got married already, or the one who's like still a single bachelor? Who knows? Um, and it. Because it jumps around so often, I did have a hard time sometimes following. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, you know, going to with the idea of free will, it, in a sense, I don't know, maybe you could argue that Henry had more control over the situation, but did Claire, did Claire was she able to exercise any sort of free will? Free will. will? Well, and it, I mean, that's a very fair question because there was a moment where she was like, I had no choice. And I'm like, but you kind of did. At some point, I'd like to believe that you had the moments where you could have walked away out of this relationship. You could have said no to a lot of different situations. So uh, throughout this whole story, the movie, the book, I felt there were moments where she always consented. She was always okay, and she was always well aware of the life she was signing up for. So in that free will, she she made a choice. Um, and Henry, yeah, it felt like th- there were some moments where Henry may have given her pressure. But overall, I did believe the, the chemistry and the love between those two. So I think it felt consensual in some moments. What's, what's interesting to kind of think about, you know, they say love is timeless, that old cliche. Mm. And in a sense, this plays along with it. And I like to flip it where, okay, you're not talking, like, you know, when you talk about your soulmate, it's it's predestined that that is your soulmate, right? Well, whether or not, you know, maybe she didn't have free will, but you don't need free will when that's your soulmate. And right. so the universe brought them together because they are soulmates. And I think the the, the book in its entirety illustrated that, for better or worse, they are each other's, you know, opposite, negative. They belong together. Right. And it's not like he had, per se, free will to go to the locations that he wanted to because his ability to travel was just um, automatic. Like, he, he couldn't choose where he went and what timeline and what location. So, in that sense, he didn't have free will of where he ended up. But the situations where he did and the places where he did end up like slowly just built this slow relationship from her as a child to her as an adult. And I think throughout the progression of all the meetings that he had with her, she essentially like believed that they were soulmates. Yeah. Like just spending time, quote unquote, with him after all these years, she fell in love with him. Yeah, and I, I, I absolutely love... I love how it's how it plays out where at first Claire, you know, I, I always whenever I approach this book, like mentally, I always approach it from Claire's timeline because 
Mm. It's a step-by-step timeline rather than the jumping it, jumpy timeline. Right. So Claire, as a younger kid, she was always upset whenever Henry would leave. And she was happy when he was there, which is great, right? Mm. Except mm-hmm. then, then she finally gets him in the here and now, as it is for her. And when he... but. But eventually, he has to go back to that time. Therefore, he is missing from her present. And I always just, I love that idea that what she wanted so much, you know, as a kid, now it it becomes the double-edged sword because in order to make that happen, he has to leave continually. Yeah, it's kind of like a catch-22 in in a way. And I did like that because that that was, it it does make sense of he can never really be in one place um, in the timeline. Uh, and where he wants to be and it also it is also frustrating to see as a child she's so young and innocent and naive she doesn't understand she's just like ooh, this this fun guy is in my life but as she's an adult and actually wants to be in a committed relationship to have your partner always leaving you that's frustrating um just in the sense of hey, we're in a married relationship. Yeah, I can understand the frustration as an adult. You know, I, I one of the things, you kind of view it, at least I do, in, in the sense that it, it certainly makes their love stronger because the time spent together becomes more and more precious, certainly towards the end. But to that same token, when you, you know, use the word responsibilities, it is hard to have someone be dependable. Like, you know, if I told you, hey... I'm going to be gone, you know, for this amount of time. At least you can prepare for it and, you know, it's not like when when they get, let's say, Alba, right? If he has to pick her up from school, well, now (laughs) your your, your day is completely shifted because he's gone. Yeah. And so your only only certainty in life is that everything is uncertain. And that's that's a hard life to live. And she, I think she even touched upon it. And I, I believe in the movie version, she's like, uh, do, "Do you think it's easy being a time traveler's wife?" No, and no, it clearly wouldn't be when you never know when he's going to up and leave. Even him in the his character Henry, he couldn't drive because he never knew like he could be driving a car at seventy miles per hour and just disappear, and then the car would be in a car accident. Um, he, he can't take those risks, so. That is just frustrating to know that you never have control of where he is. That, and also he didn't like to get on planes because he didn't want to end up over the ocean or something. Yeah. But that, that, if I'm going to nitpick anything that was like, like, like to me, if you're going to end up anywhere, like you're going to end, it's not like you control where you're going to end up anyway. So you mm-hmm. could be in a car and just end up in the ocean. So you don't really get to determine that, but oh well. Right. I did like how they did drop the the little nugget that he goes back to his similar places over and over again. He always goes to the meadow or ends up in a store, Salvation Army in New York or something. Or no, actually, Chicago. Chicago. Um, so like he ends up in like or the library. He ends up in like a handful of places on a regular basis. Um, I feel like it, his character had to have been somewhere already in order for his body to keep going back. So if he's never been to the ocean, good chances he won't end up in the ocean. So I think he was, he'd actually be pretty safe. Yeah, fair enough. I, I can get behind that explanation. Um, let's talk about the first major moment uh, of that, that triggers his chrono-challenged life, is the death of his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, although very sad, I thought, you know, we'll talk about the 
movie's version of it. I thought that was a good way to sort of illustrate it, and the fact that this is that's the that's the time in which he visits the most often. Uh, I thought uh, worked really well, and I was I was curious to know a how you felt about it, and b you know if there's other major moments like that that you thought particularly shaped Henry. Um, that is definitely a character building scene because it shows that. It establishes a lot with this character that he travels when he's emotionally in distress or um, a traumatic experience that causes a lot of emotions, which causes, it would make sense, a physiological change for his body to to time jump in anywhere. Um, so it, it makes us understand whenever emotionally he is, good chances that'll affect him. Um, I like that. And I liked how, yeah, that is his first traumatic experience in his life, so he's going to want to change. If you could do anything to save your parent or, um, or your family, yeah, you're going to try every single possibility and every single chance. He tried over 100-plus times um, to save his mother, and that, that didn't end up working out for him. And um, I believe that as a character. And so that it's something that's always traumatized his life from a kid. To an adult, and it in like, and I think that also explains why he's like latching on to his child Alba so often because he doesn't want to be the parent that's always leaving. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, and uh, you know, it's certainly. I mean, just that notion, right? I think if if a parent dying, we could laugh about Disney all day because that's a trope of pretty much every movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and yet, this is the first time that that's been flipped on its head where the child has actually gotten to see it from different perspectives. And e- e- even in both the movie and the and the novel, the fact that the father says, like, oh, how do you know? And it's like, well, I've seen mom plenty of times. And, and it's an interesting way where all, uh, time certainly matters, but you still get to have a relationship beyond a singular, small, finite amount of time. Yeah, and I like the moments where he did go back, and it wasn't the car accident. It was just his moments where he's with his mother and having conversations, and that also just his character building, like how much he appreciates his mother and what he what she's done for him um, growing up. And I, I like that because on some level shows that he is a family man. Indeed. Uh, speaking of family man, though, none of it... Uh, Claire got lots of warnings from Gomez and Cecilia ahead of this that that uh, henry was no good was it warranted or not because i mean to be fair henry has done quite a lot of drinking oh yeah i mean but henry's a party goer uh, we were talking before the show i think claire just saw the progression of henry a, a guy henry maturing over the years he, he's a guy in his 20s he's guys in the 30s making all the mistakes sleeping with all the wrong women drinking and doing all the wrong drugs you know um we saw that progression of just a guy just maturing. And, yeah, it's it's warranted from the friends to be like, watch out for him. He's trouble. So I think it was just normal. Fair enough. It is interesting when you, when you kind of pose it that way. In a sense, I'd like to think that Claire was maturing between, the, let's say, the ages of 10 and 18. She was having the same maturation as Henry, even though he was going from, like, 28 to 35, whatever. Well, guys take longer to mature. That is statistically proven. <laughs> Which is fun, you know. And then for her to meet him and be like, oh, okay, I've got to I've got to work on him a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a fun aspect to it. 
Um, but he was a good guy. You can you can tell moments where like he was a good friend and a good loving husband when he was with her. Um, yeah, I think it was just the growing pains of his character. One of the one of the things I know this is uh, this will we'll start to bridge the two right uh, in the book. There was a lot more moments and a lot more kind of um, I'm searching for the word whatever. Uh, there was there was definitely a lot more incidents where Henry, the future Henry, interacted with with the past for all of Claire's people. So the father, the brother, the best friend, and so you know even mm-hmm. the sister and so forth. And I thought that was a neat way. And in a sense, I wish it came back a little bit stronger. I you know maybe because the movie heightens those moments and they're a lot more because you're literally seeing them on screen, so it's easier to associate maybe right but uh, i i thought that played so well especially because it's that particular incident that causes his death yeah and i think it's uh visually done well in, in the film but also for just character building it shows that henry does truly care for claire and her family and her well-being and her support system that he keeps going back to the family members and like how important um that connection is is I think for for the film, I I felt like in the film we got less of the family than we clearly read in the book, um, well, but just enough to understand what's happening. Well, certainly, not. I mean, just just from that perspective, that you know, uh, the Kimmy who is a person that raised Henry in the book, she's completely cut out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother, Claire's mother, has a larger extent, and and even them interacting and meeting. Uh, I mean, there's a there's quite a lengthy chapter on the first time, quote, in quotes, the first time that Henry meets the entire family, and what a, you know, it's it's Christmas, and, and of course there's so many layers in there, <laughs> both from Henry Henry's perspective and also you know the the history of just Claire's family in general. So I thought uh, that played quite well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the the movie as a whole is actually quite different from the book but it keeps the spirit i I don't know if you feel the same way or not yeah i felt the the movie was way more linear than the book is the book goes can jump 20 years back and forth with four like 10 chapters um we're constantly jumping decades and and we're constantly getting moments where henry's talking to younger self henry Uh, there are so many scenes of that and there's also intermittently in between nightmares from both sides of claire's Fears and nightmares and Henry's nightmares and we got a lot of those chapters not in the book or not in the movie. There was a very weird scene with two Henrys, and I forget how which they... one. <laughs> well, there was nine-year-old Henry and a nine-year-old Henry, I believe, or maybe thirteen-year-old Henry. I forget exactly. It was it, it's like the first. It's anywhere between fifty to one hundred and fifty pages in, and it was just, the way it's written. I thought it was very weird. Mm. I did they, like they, the... they were like getting off together or something <laughs> yeah i did like the moments where like you you always tell when younger henry it was more prepubescent henry visiting his same self his teenage years trying to get himself through his teenage years um i did like that because like you always wish you had a friend who understood you during your teenage years so that i understood they took all that out of the movie therefore it didn't feel like we were constantly jumping around as much in the in the film the film was very in a sense straightforward and it was only henry that kept jumping and but 
we, we see the same present timeline, but with different Henrys. We're not really, like, always, always constantly jumping back 20 years, back and forth, back and forth. That, and I, I also think from a movie perspective, if you start introducing too many actors playing the same character, they're going to just physically have differences, and then you're going to really be lost. Wait, is this another character, or is this actually Henry? Right. Uh, or is it Claire and so forth? Uh, also, to kind of catch everyone up to speed, so Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt at the time. Yeah, at the Brangel- time. <laughs> Brand- uh, before Brangelina. <laughs> before Brangelina, indeed. Um, they Their production company got the rights to the to the book before it was even published, and they wanted to make it. It took quite a while to, to get it fully made. And finally, in 2009, it was released. It stars Eric Bana. Rachel McAdams, Ron Livingston as Gomez, and so on and so forth. And um, I'll, as we've been talking about it, a lot of it is part part away mm-hmm. um, in terms of all the things that happen. One of the things in particular, though, in the book, and I kind of anticipated it, uh, I, it didn't turn out the way I thought it would, 100% in terms of its execution, but the Gomez and Claire relationship Right. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't go that route, uh, because in the book, Gomez wants to have sex with Claire all the time. Um, I'm glad they didn't, because the movie does such a great job of just establishing these two in a relationship. That's it. This is really the only couple that matters in the movie. And then when, and it also plays with the, just the idea that eventually Henry's going to die. What and that's the mystery question. What happens for him to get shot in X, Y, and Z? How does he die? So there's already like a big question problem that needs to be answered. And we don't need an, an extra set of drama with Gomez-Claire, quote-unquote, relationship. That's it's not needed in the film. Honestly, what not needed you, in the book. I, I thought it was interesting in the book, but uh, they never addressed it. Be, everyone just seemed kind of okay with it like you know uh i get it that early on perhaps like you can overlook the cheating but then for they both have kids they both and and i get it that in the book claire is literally imagining henry but for gomez he just cheated on his wife and And here comes his wife and it's gomez having sex with her um Weird. It's weird to read, not gonna lie. And it's also, it's like infidelity, dirty, I wanted to take a shower after I read that chapter. Um, and her words, like, she she uses the word, this is in the book, she uses the word, like, cunt and all this, like, mm-hmm. and this is from the perspective it's of graphic. Claire. It's graphic. It's very graphic. Um, it, which is fine, but also... Is it necessary because we're spending the entire storyline of Claire Henry? That's the relationship we want to like, slash love. What is Gomez even doing here? I mean, maybe, you know, what's interesting about the book, it, it obviously kept to their perspectives, but there were some moments where I was like, okay, I would, you've introduced this character and it's so interesting. Let me just, just give me a little bit more. I don't even need a chapter, just a couple, maybe a senses, a paragraph on this and i i wish i took notes on those specifics but uh overall i was really vested into the story and i would a couple of the characters are quite interested in right i'm glad for the film aspect they kept gomez as a platonic friend healthy friend yes. <laughs> a very healthy friend that henry needed um and it's also good that henry had a support system in his life that understood and knew about his ability 
Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that both the movie and the book really play with is the idea of knowledge into the future. And what I loved about both the book and the movie is that when when they're trying to conceive the notion that, wait, I've never, you've never told us about our kids. And so when you kind of know the future of what's going to happen, or you're supposed to, in a sense, the fact that it's never been brought up, hey, we have a kid. It's like, ooh, do we never have a kid? Mm. And that was um, that was quite interesting. And, and, and for also them to know that they were they were losing these kids because the kids were essentially evaporating Sexy. into uh, different times. Yeah. And uh, like that, that was scary. And, and reading it to have like, oh, no, something's happening every time because it got graphic with the blood. It, like the blood everywhere. Lots of blood. Um, so I'm like, oh, crap, this this kid is a time traveler. This is going to be another problem that Claire doesn't need in her life. Um, so I'm glad because the book, she miscarried five times. That's a lot. And then it was the sixth time it was the charm. In the movie, it was only it was the third try. Third try. Um, I'm yeah, glad they kind of know cut about that it. Down. I guess yeah. yeah. They they cut back a bit because I think five times is obviously way too many times to show in, in a film. Five miscarriages. Stop. Just like. You should give up or try other options. Sorry, girl. <laughs> well, hey, they, they, you know what? Uh, they, they got it to work. And, uh, you know, the way in which they introduced how um, each, they, they were going to kind of get a kid, um, both the movie and the book is two two different things. But obviously the outcome is quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked out. Speaking of which, I, uh, I, f- I forgot to mention, I do like how time travel is introduced in the movie. Where, you know, we see, we open up on the car accident and then we get a future Henry explaining to the young Henry, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. As an audience member, like, oh, got it. Cool. Oh. And it's a a better establishment of uh, that the film did compared to the book because the book just starts with the library scene where they first quote unquote meet um, as adults. Um, I like that because I think what film does so well is tell time. Um, Time is hard to visually like the only time you can actually see time is in film if you think about it Uh, you can stare at something all day but you have to visually see time and um you know that's why inception works that's why this film works. that's why a lot of sci-fi movies harry potter works with you know time travel because it's done so well and people can understand the shifting of time when it's done in film um and I think they, they did a good job of that when they established it in the first three minutes of this film, uh, knowing that there can be two Henrys present in the same scene at the same moment. Like, ah, got it. Click. What did you think of the movie overall? Did you think it lived up to the book, or was it better than the book? I think it lived up to the book. I think it did cut out the superfluous um, dialogue that wasn't needed in the in the book. Um, I think the movie was very straightforward for what is quote unquote all over the place in time. I liked how they kept it very simple. They minimized characters that weren't necessary. It, it was very straightforward for a concept that's all over the place. I was I thought the I thought the movie captured the book quite well, although I did I love this I, I enjoyed the superfluous stuff. I thought it just added so many different layers, and I think the two work in tandem. Uh, you know, it was quite a page turner for me. I will say, 
the chapters are overall short, and because they are quite dialogue heavy, uh, you know, it makes it faster to read. It, it only gets a little bit heavier with internalization towards the end because they are starting to be separated more and more. My gripe with the movie, Henry himself. I don't, you know, maybe it's Eric Bana. I don't want to say it's him. Maybe it was the way he was directed. I don't know. Just something about him. I didn't love him the way I thought I would. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, not to like recast this film, I think they could have found another actor who could have emotionally gotten more deeper than for this character. I felt Eric was very... uh, so, not to sound terrible, like superficial on some levels. Like he he didn't get deep enough uh, in the emotions. I I couldn't like connect with him um, on some level, and I'm not sure if it was. I feel like there was some chemistry between him and Rachel McAdams. But even when uh, quote unquote he was jumping all over, and we we're seeing the younger version of Henry, he still looked very much like himself. I think they only added some gray hair, so you can't see the physical aging. He just he literally looks the same self. And it was, it was just hard. It's hard. You have to have, like, in particular, I thought I thought him and Rachel paired well when they were in the scenes together. But when they're separate, you start to see them. Especially, you know, he has to have a, a chemistry with the younger Claire. And I don't know. I, I just don't feel it was quite as pulled off. Maybe because, A, we didn't get enough of it. B the book just does such a grander job of it. There's so many instances in the way, you know, even just with the moments that are selected that do match up, uh, there's so much more vivid in the book that, uh, and, you know, in a sense, that's the start of their relationship. And and uh, I thought Claire, the young actress, did a wonderful job. I just wasn't getting it quite as from him. Or maybe, maybe just finally seeing visually that he is a guy in his 20s yeah. who's not this idyllic man. Uh, maybe that caught up to me, and I was like, ooh, you're kind of not as cool as I thought. Interesting, yeah. I think it was just, and it, like, Eric Banner, he, he's a great actor, and we've seen him in a lot of other f- stuff. I, I think just for his character, I couldn't emotionally connect with this Henry. When uh, he... There were moments where we're supposed to like really feel for him and feel sympathetic when he's with his mother and like connect. It's like I couldn't fully emotionally get there with him, and I think that's disappointing because this is a drama story. You're supposed to really get into it. And I did it. Yeah, that that, that that was a big moment when him and the mom are on the train, and I thought it just she did a wonderful job. He just didn't click quite with me and i don't know maybe maybe he just needed to do something different again it could be the direction i don't know um but it's a shame but although i mean overall rachel mcadams is great i'm like oh she she I was perfectly any, cast yeah. for this i couldn't pick anyone else for this character not at all she nailed claire yeah absolutely uh unfortunately the 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 book was very well received in turn, the, the the movie actually was not uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 38%. Uh, the audience score is a 59%, so a little bit better. Um, but financially, a, a success. Indeed. A $39 million budget and went on to make $101 million worldwide. So, you yep. know what? Not too shabby. For a romantic movie to cross the 100000 or 100 million mark, um, that's very successful. And that was 2009. So, um, and like 
Rachel McAdams, great actress. Uh, Eric Bannon, also big in his time. They're, these two were big. I mean, they're, st- they're still fairly big now, but, like, in the late 90s, they're got 90s numbers. In the late 2010s, they're, they're top of their career. So, and, and it helps with a, a drama story and a love romance to get over $100 million. Good for them. Yeah, they did. They they did a good job, and um, there's passion behind this project, and I think it's overall evident. Uh, you know, I'm glad that this movie was made overall. Uh, I think again, parts could be stronger, but as far as its overall message and the changes that it did, especially with the ending and and the impact that it left, I thought it worked really well. Um, one of the changes was, in fact, the ending simply by the fact of Claire's age, a lot younger in the in the movie versus the book. And furthermore, it was a far bigger surprise in the movie when Henry does show up. Yeah, because you wasn't expecting it. Um, I think what the movie does well also was showing exactly Henry's death and how he died. Um, because in the book, again, it goes all over the place and you're jumping from perspective to perspective on what's happening um, during the actual moments where he dies. But the movie did a really great job of cutting from this, where editing helps, cutting from scene to scene to scene to understand he jumped from this time to this time location back to this time. And you understand how everything just, like, lined up and how he got shot. Yeah, no, one of, one of the sweetest things was that in the movie, it was his choice to have the New Year's Eve party invite everybody. Simply because he wanted Claire to have the support, whereas in the book he he got that notion, but it wasn't him who initiated it. Mm-hmm. So there was that slight distinction. So overall, you know, it did it did make things a little bit stronger, if you will. You know, and you get that benefit of time when you got to really think, oh, how do we make this bigger and better? Um, so any final thoughts as we wrap up this adapted? I did really like the movie. This is a movie I would actually buy and have in my romantic DVD collection, you know. Um, I I think it was very well done. Easy. Um, I love the look of it, the color palette, the cinematography. uh, It was a gorgeous film to look at. Um, I think they they did a great job of just the execution and production of the film, and and I think it was... The film was actually done one. Uh, wonderful. I got to say, I admittedly loved the the film more than I did the book. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like the book a little bit better, but hey, to each his own. Uh, I go. thought the movie worked well overall, too. Just the book was, for me, slightly better. All right. Well, if, uh, if you followed along with us up until this point, well, good for you. We appreciate it, certainly. And we also encourage you to comment, whether that be on the YouTube video, comment with your thoughts, your opinions. If you're over on iTunes or anything like that, feel free to leave us a rating and a comment. Uh, we love conversing with you. And of course, if you want the interaction to be a little bit more direct, we, we will give our, our social media handles in just a moment. In the meantime, the next book for June that we will be doing is called What Dreams May Come. It's uh, If you love Robin Williams, it's... a it got adapted with him in the uh, starring role. Yep. It's got uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as well. So something to look forward to. Visually striking film. 
And uh, I have not read the book, so looking forward to that as well. In the meantime, at Serafini TV for Marissa. That's right. I'm at Phil Svitek, or just go to philsvitek.com for all the info. And lastly, I'd be remiss if you, we, Marissa and I obviously love books. That's why we're doing this. But uh, we also tie it into movies because that's our second love. And in fact, we do a show called Anatomy of Movie over on Popcorn Talk. That is similar to this, but specifically for movies, and we talk about the latest ones that come out. This show we reserve for books that have been turned into movies, specifically of the past, Mm -hmm. Uh, so that way we don't uh, cross In retrospect, kind of. Yes, indeed. So, hopefully, you know, check that out. Check out more past shows, check out future shows, and, uh, you know, time will tell. Time (laughs) will tell, won't it? Yes. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next time with What Dreams May Come. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.